Welcome to Trauma Queen, where we normalize talking about some pretty hardship. I'm Jemenika Eborn, your certified trauma queen. I've been working with survivors of assault for over a decade. This season, we'll be talking with survivors with different backgrounds, identities, and life experiences. We'll talk about how different the experience of assault, support, and healing is for every one of us. In each episode, I'll give three new resources directly related to the topics we cover. For years, I've seen survivors portrayed without their voices being really heard. This changes now. Let's heal together. Hey y'all, I just wanna give you a little heads up. We may be talking about some really hard things, so I want you to take heed and take care of yourself if that means stepping away from an episode, if that means taking notes and looking back at things later, please do whatever you need to do for yourself. Special thank you to our sponsors at Unbound, a woman-owned sexual wellness shop. I went through their products and tried to find at least one special thing for each episode. Today on the show, we'll be talking to Stevie Bobby about sex after assault. For Stevie's episode, I'm recommending the Squish and the bender because I think it's important to reconnect with your body and see what your body likes and does not like anymore. Masturbation is so important. These are both body safe and waterproof vibrators. The Squish has five different vibration modes and the bender is great for external and G-spot stimulation. If you're looking to get back into sexual pleasure or you wanna try one of these fabulous sexual wellness items, head over to unboundbabes.com and use the promo code TRAUMAQUEEN for 15% off any orders over $35. That code again is Trauma Queen, T-R-A-U-M-A-Q-U-E-E-N. And go comment on all their cute shit and tell them I sent you. So I'm excited to have this lovely human across from me. You may have heard of them before, but I will allow them to introduce themselves and tell us your pronouns. Hi, I'm Stevie Bobby. My pronouns are she, her. And I make lesbian sex ed videos on YouTube. That's cute. I mean, you may have heard about her. You know, (laughs) she's kind of a big deal and shit. Um, So we've talked about this before in every episode. I want to remind everyone, like, what the hell we're doing here. So this is a little bit different than other podcasts that you've heard. We actually want to have a conversation. Like, I'm here to facilitate and support Stevie just telling her business. (laughs) Um. And it's great. Like the whole goal is for us to find resources and find what worked and what didn't work. And we're going to get started. So I'm going to shoot you my first question that I ask everyone. Why is your story or perspective need to be heard? Oh, God, I don't know. Why does my story need to be heard? For I, I spent a really long time um, because I have lots of trauma that has you know, most of it is not sexual. Um, so I spent a really long time not talking about it online um, because I truly believed that there was no one else that has been through the amount or type of trauma that I've been through. Yeah. Um, I've lived most of my life feeling very alone in that. Um, and so I was scared of not being relatable anymore. I was scared that once I'd told my audience or the internet or the world or whatever um about like the horrors or whatever you want to call it that happened to me that I would 
that people wouldn't be able to look at me without remembering them. They wouldn't be able to laugh at my jokes anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and it would like kind of traumatize them, I guess. Yeah. Um, and I also was like, well, there's also no one that's been through what I've been through. So I won't even be helping anyone. So why don't I just talk to my therapist about it and not post about it anywhere? And then about two years ago, I started doing it anyway. Yeah. Um, and holy shit, was I <laughs> fucking wrong. Yeah. I was so wrong. And now I'm able, like, if I want to dive into my email and like, or even just Instagram comments that aren't really explaining their trauma, which is like really triggering for me to people, for people to tell me all about what's happened to them. Um, but at least to be like, I've been through very similar things as you and I've never met someone that has, and this is, feels so good. is like my favorite comment. So why does my story need to be told? I don't fucking know. Is that an answer? (laughs) Yeah, I think you told us your answer. I think it's interesting. You said like you felt like no one else would have this story and you felt like it would traumatize other people. And I get that. Like I don't share a lot of things or I haven't shared a lot of things because I didn't want to put that burden on other people. Mm -hmm. Have you found like... I get it. Have you found like a friend group that has all been through similar things to you? Um, in different aspects. I have my squad, um, which are like the most magical 13 humans um, together. Um, That's a good number. Yeah, we call ourselves since 13. Oh my God, so cute. <laughs> um, and it's very similar, like not exactly because we're all so different, but it's enough for me to be able to exhale. Mm-hmm. which I think is really important for you. Like being a lesbian, do you think it was harder for you to talk about or acknowledge some of the things? Um, yeah, maybe, maybe that's why I held back for a little bit because I have, I had dated guys most of, mm-hmm. most of my like whatever adult life um, until I moved to LA five years ago. So people were constantly questioning my sexuality um, and saying that I was like a fake lesbian and truly bisexual or whatever. Um, How cute so, of them to yeah, help you identify. Super cute. What are they? I got called a bi slut a lot, which I guess is like, first of all, what the fuck? Second of all, why bi slut meaning specifically fake lesbian? <laughs> they were just like, also fake lesbian. They're like what? I don't fucking know. Um, so yeah, maybe I was scared of the like, Oh, well, you're a lesbian because you've been traumatized, mm. which is that's interesting. Fucking ridiculous. But also, like, I get that a lot from lesbians who are survivors asking, like, if I think that that's possible. Which part? You know, if it's possible to be turned into a lesbian because you've been traumatized. And I have no idea how to answer that. I mean, I think... I don't think, well, that takes it back to like such a deep conversation. Are you born gay or does it like happen? Right. I don't know. I met someone who said people really hate it when I say this, but I chose to be a lesbian. And I was like, tell me more. (laughs) And she was like, well, I went to like a liberal arts college and all of the boys that I was attracted to were at such high demand. So I met or saw, saw the lesbian girls. And then I just like Googled and like, like, studied them and learned how to like dress like them became part of the right and became part of the queer community and now now she's a lesbian well and i was like interesting i mean live your best life (laughs) 
if that's if that's your path who am i like, all right um, <laughs> also there's political lesbianism like people have chosen i just i don't know like people on the bisexual spectrum can then you know choose to live whatever life i yeah. don't know i totally agree um did you find it harder to be sexual again after the trauma hmm I don't think so. But maybe. Like, I got a bunch of shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I don't know if it... Like, the... Are we talking about deep, like, specific stuff? Like, specific things that have happened? Is that okay? Or are you it's, avoiding that? It's whatever you would like okay, to talk so about. Okay, so my first sexual trauma was when I was four years old. So, obviously, I wasn't having sex before then. So, mm-hmm. I don't know if it was different after. Um, and then the last time I was sexually assaulted or like raped was when I was 21. Um, and I wasn't sexually active until 17. So I don't really know how to answer that question. Yeah. But I do. Oh my God. I want to tell you about the, um, psychological body worker. Um, <laughs> I mean, I want to hear about the, they, my audience doesn't even know they want to hear about it, but they do. Yeah. Well, first of all, they're fucking great. Second of all, I need to see more of them cause she's like new, but so what is a sexological body worker? So please forgive me if I'm not saying this right, but a sexological body worker. Um, so there are two kinds of mental health slash professionals in general uh-huh. that are allowed to have sex with you. One of them is a like legally. Like a surrogate. Legally everywhere. Surrogate is one of them. So sexual surrogates and then sexological body workers. So a lot of times, like one of the most popular things they kind of work with is women after childbirth, like being able to have sex that isn't penetrative sex that isn't painful mm-hmm. um, because, you know, pelvic floor, all of that type of stuff. Um, and some of them specialize in trauma stuff and some of them don't kind of thing. Does that make sense? Because, like, birthing a baby is trauma, or it can be trauma to your baby. Yeah, for sure. To your body, yeah. Um, So that's what a sexological body worker is. But the sexological body worker that I went to see, she's a farmer. I went to her farm. (laughs) and um, I'm only laughing because I just know Stevie and farms. That's the only reason I'm (laughs) laughing right now. I love farms. They're so cute. Um, And so I was like... I'm so honest about my shit too. I just like straight up talk about it and I'm like, anyway, so, and so she like reiterated to me that she's not a trauma specialist. And I was like, okay, okay. What does that mean? Mm -hmm. I don't know. Um, And then she called what she does intentional fingering. And I thought that was cute. That's what she called sexological body work and what she does. Um, Okay. So the only, so I was having panic attacks the whole time. I have lots of anxiety. Definition time, y'all. Anxiety. Anxiety can mean nervousness, worry, or self-doubt. Sometimes the cause of anxiety is easy to spot, while other times it may not be. Everyone feels some level of anxiety once in a while, but overwhelmingly reoccurring or out of nowhere, dread can deeply impact people. Anxiety can cause intrusive or obsessive thoughts. A person with anxiety may feel confused or find it hard to concentrate. Anxiety can lead to feelings of restlessness, frustration, and depression. So I was having panic attacks the whole time. I have lots of anxiety, like just specifically physical, not a ton of like, I mean, I have intrusive thoughts, but they don't really bother me that much and they're not that often. Um, So I was having panic attacks the whole time. Um, and so basically it's just a stranger touching you and then they help you try to find out not only where your pleasure 
senses are, but also where your anxiety centers are and all of that stuff. And it was so fascinating to me that like we didn't do much because I was like really freaking out. Um, but she just touched like my arms and my feet and then like kind of my head. And as soon as she touched my ears, I was like fucking freaking out. And I was like, what the hell is up with my ears? Right. (laughs) So I don't know. She gave me recommendations for people in LA to go to that, that are sexological bodyworkers and specialize in trauma. So I'm going to have to come back on the podcast and update you or text you. Yeah. So have you... Have you, you've never heard of sexological bodyworkers? Oh, no, I have. Okay. I've just never done it. You should go. I think, I think just for me personally, like, I'm like, I need to know more about you before mm. you're, before you're touching my goods. Mm. So I'm just like a research kind of gal. And yeah. I'm like, I, I mean, I great. kept my clothes on the whole time. Okay. Yeah. You, Cause you were like, we're, we're going to test this run out. Not really. I was just like, we can do whatever. And she was just like, how are you feeling now? And I was like, full panic attack. And she's like, Hey, we're not going to go further. And I was like, why not? I always you're like this is my level. I always keep going. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. So you work through your anxiety. Yeah, like the first time I had a full like panic attack, quote unquote, like how other people describe it. It's very fear based. You think you're dead. Like the kind of extreme panic attack. The first time I ever had one was two years ago, um, and it was on the Harry Potter ride. It stopped working at Harry Potter World. Oh my god, was it the one? Like the motion one mm-hmm. that and stopped then, by me, and there were like balls, balls in my face. Oh my god! It was like <laughs> testicles in my eyes. I was like, I Where don't think this is balls? appropriate. It's like a part of a tree or something, but the angle. Is oh just, shit! It's the whomping willow. Te- yes, there were <laughs> testicles just in my eyes. It does look like balls. And this guy was next to me. I was like, "Hey, how does it feel to have balls in your eyes?" And he was like, "What? Oh shit!" <laughs> I was like, sorry about that. Welcome to this stuck right Oh, row. my God. Well, when it broke down on me, it was in front of the 3D screen, which turned gray. And then there was, like, fog happening. And I was like, I am sense. dead. Um, why, did I, why was I telling that about panic attacks? Oh, yeah. So then I went back the next day because I was like, I'm not going to let that ruin Harry Potter world for me. Fuck that. So usually when something makes me anxious, I do it anyway. Like, I do it on purpose again. Okay. I don't know if that's a revictimization strategy or if it helps me or a coping mechanism or what, but I'm very stubborn. Have you had panic attacks during sex? I don't know. Cause my, my panic attacks are, it's like physical anxiety. So obviously, but it's all like pains in my chest. It's hard to breathe. Mm-hmm. Um, and like body vibrations. Mm-hmm. So if I'm experiencing pleasure as well, I kind of tend to not think about that. Um, but literally if anyone touches me, like if someone hugs me, shakes my hand, I have, it increases my anxiety level. So at all times? At all times. Okay. Yeah. But I I rarely tell my friends that and people that because I don't want them to stop touching me. Yeah. Because again, I'm like, fuck you anxiety. I'm going to do the thing that you don't like because fuck you. (laughs) You're like, also I like touch and shit. Yeah, exactly. Just because I'm having kind like a bad time, quote unquote, doesn't mean I'm having a bad time, you know? interesting what about you i i have anxiety just around energy like i'm very choosy on who i just have around me um and some people find that weird they're like you don't like to hang out i'm like i like people but i like me more than having someone's bad energy around me that can throw mama off and we're not here for that life is way too (laughs) short to hang out with people that you don't like i don't do it so uh-uh. I mean, it's a thing. Uh, 
I'm okay with it. I mean, some people aren't, and that's their thing. Do you think that um, being a survivor has changed the way you look at sex? I don't know. I so for, okay. Let me tell this. This is the reason I do what I do, like sex ed, uh, or like the first reason is because so I was molested by a friend of my mom's. My mom's cousin's ex-wife's boyfriend. I was four or five. Gotcha. And um, he touched my vulva while I was asleep. So he n- never inserted or anything. But I didn't know I had a vagina. I thought my vulva was my vagina. So I thought anything inside of the outer labia was inside of me. Because I'm fucking, you know. But I mean, we're, that's, we're not taught. We're not taught. Any, I wasn't taught it's anything terrible. about my vulva. So then when I finally told someone, I think I was like eight or nine. And then I went to like the Garth house, which is like this house in Houston that has cameras everywhere so that kids don't have to go to court to testify against their abusers. Um, so it counts as like their testimony or whatever. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, they asked me if he went... This story is so fucked up. They asked me if he went inside. I said yes. Then they went and tested if my hymen was intact, which we know is fucking not not even real. Yeah. What the fuck? Um, And saw that my hymen was intact and then determined that I was lying. So my family didn't tell me that that's what happened until I was like 13 and I was fucking pissed. Yeah. I was so angry. Um, And then I found out I had a vagina and I was even more angry. Because at first I was like, oh, was I lying? Like, whatever. Um, did I make it up? Well, that's shitty. Yeah. That's a shitty place to be So in. what the fuck? Why aren't we teaching little girls? Like, fucking six-year-old boys draw dicks and balls on fucking everything. Like, what? why are we teaching them what a fucking buffalo looks like? They, they are <laughs> probably never going to see a fucking buffalo. But I guess, I guess mean, what? They're going to see their own fucking genitals. What the hell is happening? And the fact that we don't ever teach them... I think it's really important to teach people the proper terminology for their body parts. Mm-hmm. I think my best friend's doing so great about this. She was like, no, I don't want my child to come home and be like, someone touched my cookie. I want her to be like, someone touched my vulva so I know who to go after. Not like, okay, what kind of cookies was it? Was it chocolate chip? It was, where, where was it? Mm-hmm. But they don't teach people that. Like, People don't know that there's a difference between a vulva and a vagina. And they're just like, wait, what now? And it's not their fault. Like, There's a lot of women that are like, come again mm-hmm. what there's a clit and what oh my god lips Lip. oh my there's so many things i'm like yeah there's more than just putting something inside which you don't know what's happening anyway which is a lot mm-hmm. it's so nuts yeah the um there's this video called women see their vulvas for the first time that was made by davy wavy and it's so cool and he was saying that like when he posted the ad for it, he got so many responses of of women who've never seen their own vulvas. I believe it. Yeah. Because we're also shamed about it. Mm-hmm. We're definitely always like put in a different situation. Again, like you said, penises are like, oh my God, these are so cool. Vulvas and vaginas, they're like, I mean. That's your, they're your super secret naughty place. But it's not. What the fuck? It's a magical place and people are welcome to visit it. <laughs> that's a blessing (laughs) take a trip down vulva lane (laughs) do you find that with your partners do you have conversations now like about about trauma like do you be like hey so maybe this thing happened like here's my spots here's my spots you don't touch Mm -hmm. yeah absolutely so for me the the only like triggering well I mean everything's triggering every touch is like makes me feel anxious but 
the only thing that's like it's extremely everything will stop and then I can never trust you again is someone grabbing my being by my wrists. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I make sure everyone knows that before I have sex with them. And yeah, what would you say um, as being an adult? Like what what does your healing look like? Um, well, I think I'm going to start going down like sex therapy lane soon. So like going to a sexological body worker was like the first part of that. And I've had like talk therapy where I like talk about like trauma and stuff and get tips about how to deal with trauma, like well, with anxiety specifically due to trauma. Yeah. But I haven't dealt with anyone that's specialized in sex yet. Um, but yeah, man, I just, I just want to be sluttier than I am. You know what I mean? <laughs> Tell like, me more about this. You just want to be sluttier. I just want to be a slut. What does that mean for you? Like, I mean, I am a slut, but um, I don't know. I have like a really long definition of slut. I got a little time. I don't, I don't remember it. Okay. <laughs> I was, I don't know, like slut in a positive way, obviously, but I want to be able to have more sex and I want to have, be able to tap into the desire I already have because it's kind of hard for me to like bring it out um, because I know it's there. Mm-hmm. um it's just got walls up i guess um yeah also i have clit lock tell what tell me it's so tell no- me about this so clit lock is where you can only come in a certain position which i don't know if that has anything to do with trauma it i know lots be. of lots of people don't have or have clit lock when they don't have any trauma etc but again everyone's trauma takes place in their bodies differently mm-hmm. so for you that may be a thing yeah so I want to get rid of that. I would love to be able to come with my legs open. That'd be dope. I see what you're saying. Okay. Yeah. If you could um, drop a little knowledge off to people that are also like having sex after being assaulted, like what would you drop off so they could pick it up? Oh, I have a tip. <laughs> um, not just for people that have trauma, but anyone, any any female-bodied person raised in America, I guess. Oh, well. Um, I think that we don't have anything in our culture that is nudity that's not sexual. Yeah. Um, so I like going to nude spas. I love them. So great because no one's fucking looking at you. No one cares. Everyone's They're naked. Like, it's a titty. Everyone's <laughs> chilling. It's so great. Um, and I like like to bring my friends that like are freaked out by the idea. <laughs> Um, and they just, I too have done that. They love it afterwards. They're like, that was so eye-opening and I feel so much better about my body. And if we only ever like are naked when we're fucking or showering, that's might be contributing to a lot of like negative things or shame we have about that. So I, I would recommend finding, even if it's just alone, time to be naked and enjoying that in a not sexual way. So that's not added on top of any... Um, anxiety or whatever you're feeling sexually yeah before I let you go have you done like mirror work with your vulva like masturbating in a mirror I mean so for me I think it can be that or just even taking a mirror and like being like hey girl like all the time what's happening down here (laughs) like all the time do you find like there's any like strength in that um yeah fuck yeah (laughs) I mean I'm I'm like borderline narcissistic you know what I mean I've met you (laughs) <laughs> I think I'm so fucking hot. I think my pussy's gorgeous. Hello. I'm like so in. This is um, how you're supposed to talk about yourself, everyone. This is it. This is it. I love it. I think I'm so hot and I love my vagina and my vulva and I love looking at them. Um, 
So I I have not struggled with that though. Like I've not struggled with um, body image issues as much as I can tell other people do. Yeah. Um. So maybe that's why I don't because I've always been like my vulva is so You're like cool. I'm just the shit. So here we are. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> But yeah, I think that looking at yourself more helps. Yeah. Okay. Um, How often do you do it? I mean, I just hang out with myself. I'm like, what's happening down there? Like, I it helps me choose the grooming situation. <laughs> it just depends on the day. Um, before before I let you go, I do want to ask this question. Um, for healing, do you think? And a lot of people think this is a a cool thing that's like new. How do you feel about kink? I fucking love kink. <laughs> I love kink so much. Um, obviously, it's not therapy, um, but I think that it can help or hurt lots of things. Like, you know, as survivors, we have urges to re-victimize ourselves. Um, and if we can do that in a way that lets us change the outcome, in a way that's controlled and stuff like that, I think that can be healing. And also, it's addictive. You know, like it's literally an addiction. Abuse is uh, is addictive. So um, being able to, for me at least, um, re-traumatize myself a little bit or like have have a way to do that stops me from doing it with people and in ways that are actually detrimental to me. So you mean like re-traumatize, like but being in control of it in a scene? Yeah, or literally any kind of way, right? So if I'm if I just go to a dungeon, you know, and then I don't know, like being into BDSM stuff makes you feel ashamed hmm. when you're young, at least, or like society tells you that, right? So if I'm able to be like, all of these people are consenting, this is okay. It is not shameful for me to be aroused by this. It's okay. Um, really has helped me. Yeah. I don't know that that's true for everyone. Yeah. And I know that it's controversial to say out loud. It is. That's why I asked. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I might get in trouble, but I don't give a shit. I mean, you already did a video on it. I saw it. I did? You, I didn't say. Did you, I say? You were talking about some things. Oh. Are people mad at me? I don't I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Those are your comments. I haven't read the comments. <laughs> but I, I also don't think a lot of professionals watch me. Hmm. like other what what would you call them like colleagues yeah colleagues. peers my peers don't watch me fair okay peers okay well i i think we've had such a great conversation and i think it's also important to note that trauma in talking about sex in bodies doesn't always have to be scary like you're allowed to fucking laugh and like smile because it's something that's happened to us and it's not all of who we are. So I just want to thank Stevie for coming and spending some time with me. But before we go, do you have anything you'd like to plug? Um, at Jiminika on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> Follow her. I, know, I mean, I see what you're saying. Do you have a thing too? <laughs> um, yeah, my YouTube channel is youtube.com slash Stevie. Where you talk about what? Um, lesbian sex dating and relationships, but I feel like everyone can I mean, learn something. If you're having sex with people with vulvas and stuff. I yeah, mean. totally. Yeah. I also have videos about like how to deal with jealousy, you know? Great. Thank you for coming and stay tuned for all the greatness that's coming. Have a great day, y'all. 
One resource that I'm going to suggest every episode is to find a personal therapist. Cognitive therapies have been proven to be the leading most effective treatment for PTSD, anxiety, and crisis situations. But online therapy is also a fantastic option. Our sponsors at Pride Counseling can connect you with a counselor within 24 hours. And the best part is if you identify in the LGBTQI plus community, they are definitely focused in supporting those people. But also if you don't, they can also support you as well. You can video chat, talk on the phone, do in-app messaging, and it's available for desktop or mobile. Go to pridecounseling.com queen to find your personal counselor for as low as $35 a week. So as promised, I have three resources for you. The first one is day one, which can be reached at 1-800-214-4150. If you're 24 years or older and have experienced sexual trauma and or domestic violence, you can call day one's free and confidential hotline available in English and Spanish or text 646-535-3291 to ask for help and resources. They provide additional services for lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, gender non-conforming, queer, and questioning youth who are struggling with in- intimate partner abuse as well as legal services. Second, we have a great book called The Sexual Healing Journey, a guide for survivors of sexual abuse by Wendy Maltz. This is a classic self-help book for men and women who survive sexual abuse and would like to reclaim their sex lives and sexuality. This book has exercises, advice, and stories to help readers enjoy safe, compassionate, loving sex. And last but not least, you can check out youtube.com slash Stevie. Stevie and I were able to sit down one day and talk about sex after trauma. So look for Can I Have Sex After Sexual Assault and Trauma? This was a part of Stevie's Lesbian Sex 101 series. Stevie and I talked through some do's and don'ts, rights and wrongs, weirds and not weirds. And as always, I have to give a shout out to the people that make this podcast what it is. And we can all be found on Instagram. Podcast artwork by Zoe Loves, Z-O-I-E-L-O-V-E-S, engineered and edited by Andy Alseri, A-N-D-Y-A-L-S-E-R-I, produced by Boy God King, B-O-Y-G-O-D-K-I-N-G, and me, I'm your host, Jiminika. J-I-M-A-N-E-K-I-A.